1: Welcome to episode 18 of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for matchsticks and gasoline. The Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. Mark and Maddie here today on this chilly Friday afternoon in the States. Uh, We're not going to complain. It's not minus 256 like it is up in Alberta. So we will let it go. Maddie, how are you this afternoon?
0: I'm okay. Still not loving the cold weather. It was like 60 degrees over the weekend, which was a little distressing, but kind of nice.
1: I had shorts on. It was such a bummer. <laughs> I don't like that. We can get at the hockey in a minute. I hate that warm weather tease that always comes for like the eastern seaboard in the middle of the winter. I remember last yeah. year in February, it was like 70 degrees two days in a row. And I was like, I don't like this because I know what's coming on the back end of it. And sure <laughs> enough, cold. However, not minus 42 cold like it was in Calgary and Edmonton. So um, we'll let that yeah. go. So uh, let's hop right in. Flames and Leafs last night. Calgary wins two to one in a shootout. Their fifth straight shootout win after losing nine in a row. So they figured out the magic in the, the gimmicks. I call it the gimmick session. I hate shootouts with a passion. I, I would rather see three on three overtime until nobody can walk or skate. Like that's <laughs> I love overtime. I shootout whatever. Even that they're winning shootouts. I'm still like this is lame. Um, yeah, no, I agree. So the flames come out. Two to one. So now they they've taken uh, they're two and zero against the Maple Leafs this season. And in an odd twist, we mentioned this morning and the morning after, Austin Matthews only has one career point against the Flames in seven games. It's in an assist. He hasn't scored a goal against Calgary in his career. He's the only team Matthews hasn't scored against which He's I wild. find, right? I find that, I mean, granted, you know, they only see each other a couple times a year, so that helps, but yeah. I mean, he had nine shots on goal last night. I mean, it's just He's good. I mean, yeah. And I, you know, after the game, I was listening to the post game, um, not the Colin show, because we were discussing that. What a hot bag of trash nightmare that is for poor Pat Steinberg, but the game itself, they were kind of talking like they weren't too happy with like the flames game last night. And I saw it different. I thought Calgary played pretty well last night. Um, defensively. I thought they really stepped up because that's a pretty strong team to go up against. A lot of offensive fire on that power, firepower on that team with Nylander and Marner and Matthews. Like, that's a team that can put pucks in the net. And uh, David Riddick clearly did his job. But I thought the Flames defenders played pretty well last night, too. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess you could nitpick, and I don't remember exactly what the the shot total was, but they're still the Leafs still got a lot of just raw chances. Um, and in a perfect world, they could put, like, or limit them to, like, 20 shots. And that's when we would be super happy. But, like, you're not going to get that against a team like that. Um, I think, all things considered, they did well enough to keep them pretty quiet. So I'm not super fussed about it.
1: No, not at all. And that's one of those games, like, a lot of times, you know, you find Calgary's uh, 2-1 games are against Dallas, or, you know, a team that grinds you or against Minnesota. This game was exciting because, honestly, both David Riddick and Frederick Anderson played out of their minds. That was yeah. like, it's almost like watching a good pitcher's duel in baseball, which normally isn't exciting a 2-1 to baseball game or a 2-1 to hockey game. But I think, that, like, I was really excited watching last night's game and listening. I had to kind of split it in half and do both. But I was like, David Riddick put on a that's a goaltending highlight reel last night his stop with uh i think it was like the 517 mark of the third period when um brody turned the puck over and toronto came in on a three-on-one and austin matthews is just sitting right there on the left side takes the shot rips it and riddick just sprawls out makes a beautiful blocker save which literally saved the game and sent it to overtime um riddick we picked that as the highlight of the night you could have picked five or six other saves from riddick last night as well and not then. And on the other end, Anderson, I thought played outstanding as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess you know you can you can be disappointed that you know the Flames didn't score 35 goals in that game and take a gajillion shots, but they blocked more shots than the Leafs, which shows their defense was on point. They threw more hits than the Leafs. Um, I think I, figure, I can remember. I think the only penalty the Flames might have taken was that ridiculous Sam Bennett tripping penalty, where he body checked somebody and picked up a tripping penalty. I mean, so I, I thought they played fairly clean last night. So that was, you know, I thought all for all, I mean, despite only scoring two goals, you know, the one being Kachuk's, you know, shootout winner, by the way, how great was that? He's getting booed down the ice as he comes in and shoots and scores. It's like now everybody hates Matthew Kachuk. It's awesome.
0: It's so good.
1: Segway. <laughs> that was pretty good. We moved in hey! very, very smoothly. Um, there's been talk over the last week or so since the Matthew Kachuk, uh, Zach, Cassie and uh, Brouhaha about fans of each franchise putting billboards up in the opposing towns, you know, sticking it to that town. They know, the Flames fans wanted a Kachuk billboard, and they were trying to raise money through a GoFundMe. You know, it didn't work, whatever. However, on the flip side, uh, CJ92Rock raised over $10,000 for ALS research in the name of Calgary Flames assistant GM Chris Snow. And they said if they did it, they would put up a billboard and end it in, by golly. There is a Matthew Kachuk friendship tour billboard that is going to go up in Edmonton leading up to the Flames Oilers game on the 29th. What are your thoughts on that?
0: (laughs) Oh God, It's objectively so funny. And I mean, I love a bit of trolling, but it is nice that the other level is all of that money is going to a very good cause. It's not just like stirring the pot because we can, you know, there's some actual good going into the universe for that as well, but it's, it's so funny.
1: Yeah, I think it's great. I, and I love that it's going towards something worthwhile and meaningful. Uh, but at the same time, just to, you're driving down the highway in Edmonton, you got to be so salty with Matthew Kachuk. And it's the, it's the player headshots. who has got that goofy smile and he's just looking at you. <laughs> like, it's it's going to be awesome. Like, I just, I, I, I love Kachuk. I do. I think it's fantastic. Um, we haven't had a podcast since that incident. Um, you know, you see the hits a couple of times. Cassian also took a run at Kachuk. Um I didn't personally I didn't find what Kachuk did with his body checks too egregious. Um, I was totally 100 percent against his elbow to Drew Doughty that started his whole nonsense with him. That was dirty. The hits on Cassian, yeah, his head was down, but it's not like Cassian's one of those guys who's a he's an altar boy, uh, he's not in the church choir. He's made a living absolutely drilling and destroying people. And so he got a little taste of his own medicine. And Kachuk's not a fighter. It's like, you know, he answered the bell, I'm using air quotes there, against um, LA for the Doughty hit. He didn't fight Doughty because Doughty will run his mouth and not do anything afterwards. Um, um, I would assume Kazian's going to come looking for him again when they play. But, you know, what he did was what Kachuk does. He drew a penalty. And to start the third period, that power play got Calgary their game-winning goal off the stick of Elias Lindholm, and it cost Edmonton two valuable points. People can complain well, whatever they want about Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk did his job. Um, what are your thoughts on the the hit on Kaz? I know we're kind of going back in time a little bit, but I think it's relevant to where we're going here.
0: Yeah, um, I'm sort of on the fence about it. Um, if the league had decided that they were going to like fine or suspend him as well. Obviously I wouldn't have liked it, but you know, I like, I would have understood it. Player safety is just.
1: The player safety is like, this is like goaltender interference. It's like, oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's different. Yeah, it seems, if you, every day.
0: Yeah. If you try to tell me that there's an actual system there and you understand it, you are a liar.
1: Honestly, yeah. I'm surprised Kachuk didn't get anything from this as well. Cause he's got that reputation as one of those guys who's a repeat offender. So I'm kind of, surprised if i mean look kazian needed his like if lucic got suspended for throwing that one punch at the start of the season against colorado kazian should you know get what he should have gotten but i'm kind of surprised the league didn't have a little phone call with kachuk to just be like hey and you know you could say oh look the league said it's okay so it must have been okay but like we just said the league is like one day they're like apples are red and the next week they're like apples are orange so it's kind of you can't really figure them out so um that leads into our next topic here, which um, kind of, it's been catching fire. Twitter's like the greatest like dumpster fire ever. It's fantastic. It's a great place to interact. It's a great place to see people's opinions, get news, everything else. But it's also a place where people just kerplode and lose their minds. And that's been happening. Uh, Michael Dracos of the Toronto Sun uh, had an article the other day about the Kazian Kachuk thing and I'm going to read directly from his article here so bear with me for a minute Um, he suggested that there's another way that Kazian can get revenge on Matthew Kachuk and he wrote Zach Kazian has it all wrong it's not Matthew Kachuk who needs a taste of his own medicine be it with another flurry of punches or a well timed hit next time that the Flames play the Oilers rather it's Johnny Gaudreau you want to send a message to Kachuk send it through his 165 pound teammate I... Like, I get this whole Battle of Alberta thing is intense. And, you know, you either like the Flames or hate the Flames. You like the Oilers, you hate the Oilers. There is no in-between. But I'm not a big fan of uh, mainstream media, the press. You know, a large Canadian media outlet that covers the sport going right out and saying, hey, go hurt this player. That'll teach this guy a lesson. And as we talked beforehand, if the article had been the flames need to go hurt Connor McDavid. I would 100% be against that as well. The league doesn't need its stars or anybody getting hurt due to somebody going after them. If Cassian and Kachuk have an issue, let them hash it out on the ice. What we don't need is Cassian being like, okay, you know what? This newspaper guy's right. Let's take a run at this guy and injure him. What are your thoughts?
0: It's, it's just absurd that it, anybody let this article be published. Like, you know what would really make Matthew Kachuk sorry for doing a dirty hit, killing his entire family? Like <laughs> what? Yeah.
1: And and you know how we are. We even proofread stuff in our tiny little corner of the hockey world. We read things. We're bad with grammar sometimes, particularly me. But whatever. <laughs> I misspell some things sometimes. But I yeah, I'm I, I just sat there and I kind of had just that reaction, that like stammering, like, did I really just read that this guy in a major Canadian media outlet just suggested Zach Kazian teach Matthew Kachuk a lesson and then go destroy one of Calgary's smaller, better players. It just, it doesn't make any, to me, I think it's, it's irreprehensible. It's, there's no, there's no need for that to happen at all whatsoever. Um, know, that's And again, if it had been Eric Francis suggesting that Connor McDavid uh, should get uh, jumped in the parking lot, you know, <laughs> by four flames players, Someone did, actually did bring up, they're like, well, Lucic should go catch McDavid. And someone's like, first off, he'd have to catch McDavid, which I thought was <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> but but um, I don't. I, I just don't condone that type of stuff. I think it's nonsense. And I mean, you also cover the Flyers, and I'm sure there's enough when the Flyers play the Bruins and Brad Marchand does something stupid, because he and Kachuk are very similar. A little Kachuk has never licked anybody that we know of. Um,
0: At least there's that.
1: Exactly. I just... Teams have those guys. And if, you know, I I just think a lot of the league is like, God, that guy is so good at what he does. We hate him. He's so annoying. He plays on the edge. But again, he got like the whole Cassian thing. You go back to it. He did what he was supposed to do. He got Cassian riled up, took a two minute penalty and it led to the game winning goal. So if Cassian wants to get back at Kachuk, maybe he just stays on the ice and doesn't do anything stupid next time. But I, I can't imagine Kachuk backing down from this either when they play no. on the twenty ninth. I just absolutely I can't, not. You gotta think his first shift, he's going to hit him, just to hit him, just to be like, Hi, I'm here. I'm not afraid of you. And maybe Kachuk gets his face punched in. That happens if he has to get in a fight. Whatever. It is what it is. But I just I don't think he's one of the guys that it really bothered Kazian. He was like still talking about it the other day. And then just Kachuk just moves on with life. So uh so that, I guess I we're I think that's
0: the best part too. yeah it's like it's been so much like i'm not owned i'm not owned and kachuk is just like just existing out there like who you know
1: kachuk's almost like bill belichickian where we're on to ottawa you know just (laughs) just just moves on and does his own thing so yeah yeah, i i think we're both in agreement here that um suggesting that anybody should go hurt anybody's star player due to some nonsense between two other people is a bad idea yes all right. We are going to pause here for a quick break on the Tinderbox, and we will be right back to talk a little more hockey after this.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th.
1: Welcome back to the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. It's Mark and Maddie here on a lovely Friday afternoon. We just recap the Flames and Leafs. We went over Calgary's. Cal- I, I, I say that town, that city. I pronounce its name four hundred and seventy-five different ways, and it's because I'm from Massachusetts, and we all speak like complete idiot Neanderthals here. So. Uh, <laughs> There is a billboard going up in Edmonton with Matthew Kachuk's face on it, which is going up due to 10,000 plus dollars being raised for ALS research in Chris Snow's name. And then we covered uh, the Toronto Sun article that says, you know, Cassian go hurt Johnny Gaudreau, that'll teach everybody a lesson, which the lesson is you're a moron. So moving on, Gerard Gallant was fired by the Vegas golden Knights, which kind of seems, uh, I don't know how you feel about this. I don't think Vegas has been that bad to warrant a coach being fired two and a half seasons in. No.
0: No, um, and the funny thing is, all of their underlying numbers are super good. They've just been getting really unlucky, so they're gonna bounce back either way at some point this season. And I think everybody's gonna say, "Oh, it's the coaching change that did it." I'm like, no, like it's just regression. But I do wonder if, um, they just wanted Deboer
1: that that could be a possibility cuz i mean you look at how well they've played as an expansion team building it building it with old guys at the beginning and having success immediately right away but then still being able to move contracts around sign guys i mean uh they've been doing fine like i don't i it, And it's the Pacific Division. Like, you could win that division on the last day at 500 at this point. It's such an up-and-down weird division. I mean, Edmonton was gangbusters. Now they're, like, in fourth place. And Arizona went from nowhere to there in first place. And it's just kind of – and you've seen with Calgary, win seven, lose five. Lose three, win two. You know, it's like – it's such a weird division. So the other thing that's been – now is floating around is, hey, should the Flames go after Gallant in the offseason? And – Part of me is like, I think you should always kick the tires on any coach that's available if you think he might, you know, improve your franchise a bit. Um, Jeff Ward, I think, is probably is what he is. He's, you know, I, I'd have to look up his record, but he's probably close to 500 since he took over the Flames because, you know, they had that big burst where they won seven in a row then they lost six and then it's win one, lose one, win one, lose one type deal. So I, I don't know if I've seen enough from Jeff Ward to be like, no, you know what? He's got to go. They got to find somebody else. But as you and I were talking before um, in a little pre-show chatter, the Flames coaching tree hasn't exactly been successful as of late. And with Bob Hartley being let go at the end of the 2016 season, since the end of that season, you've had Bob Hartley, Glenn Gullitson, Bill Peters, and now Jeff Ward, Um Hartley. I I always liked Hartley when he was here. I mean, the fact that he started the line brawl in Vancouver and John Tortorella wanted to fight him was amazing. (laughs) Uh, I just kind of think was a, just a body on the bench, kind of holding it on. Like Peters obviously had to be let go. Um, but that's four coaches in a little over six years. I don't think that's the biggest, that's the best model, uh, to build success. What are your thoughts?
0: Definitely not. Um, yeah, it's I. I definitely agree. They should at least talk to Gallant. I think in the off season, yeah. if he's still available at that time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know either way if Ward's gonna do it. I think. Yeah. Ask me again at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. 100. And I think that's the hard part. You got to see where Calgary goes, but also, a lot of the core of this team has played for us, some of, if not most of, those coaches at what point do the flames have to take a look within and be like okay hartley gullan peter's different story now ward um is it the people on the bench in the suit and tie or is it the people on the bench with the helmets and sticks you know i think at some point you have to take that hard look in and be like okay we keep getting rid of coaches potentially but what about the guys on the ice ultimately they're the guys who play the game no
0: yeah and you know, there's certainly the side of it that it is the coach's job to find a way to optimize the players that you're given. Like that's your one job. Um, yeah, it's it's tough.
1: I just kind of feel like it's it's like that chicken or the egg. You know, which one is it? Is it is it maybe it's a combination of both? I don't know. Maybe yeah. Calgary just does not pick good head coaches. Like, you know, it just kind of seems like there's an overlying nucleus of players that have been here. And I'm not and I'm not saying the Flames should. Wake up tomorrow morning and be like, Geo, see ya. Johnny, see ya. Monty, see ya. We're starting from scratch. That's just idiotic and stupid. Um, that's our cheer, armchair GMing, and you can't do that. But I mean, who knows? Maybe Ward, you know, goes on a run, in the Flames they'll go a little bit deep in the playoffs, and things start to look a little bit better. But I just, you look at that, you know, since two thousand, the end of two thousand sixteen, they've had four coaches, which that's not a lot of time, and that's a lot of bodies. So I don't know, just something I thought we would throw out there. We're going to more happy news. We usually try to keep the second half of this podcast upbeat and exciting, but today we're just like coaches, players. It's all terrible. Um,
0: Everybody sucks.
1: That's exactly big caps, exclamation point, exclamation point, hashtag angry. <laughs> so um, now we'll go to uh, the, the hangover section of the podcast and we wish it was Bloody Marys after vodka tonics, but it's not. It's the flames don't do well with vacation. Um We did a piece uh, last season about how, like, it has to be different. It's got to be different. They can't come out after the break and be terrible. And guess what happened? They came out after the break and they were terrible. Last year, the Flames had, I believe it was a nine-day break. They were 10-1-1 going into the break. Things were rolling. The Flames looked awesome. Everybody was high on Bill Peters, Johnny Gaudreau. Everybody had career years. Everything was going well. And then the break came and they went 1-3-2 afterwards in their first six games and started to slide a little bit. 2018 was a 6-day break again. They went into the pre prior to the break with a 7-game winning streak and then afterwards came out 0-2 and 4. So they got 4 points out of it. Last year they got 2 points out of it, but still like there's something and I don't know if it's maybe players just it's, you know, hard to get the hockey legs going after being in I don't know Mexico or Aruba or Denver, I don't know wherever you like to go on your vacation, <laughs> you know. And um just kind of seems like long breaks don't do well for the Flames and this year is no exception we're going on an almost a two week break so forget about the flames we got to think what we're going to do for two weeks but i mean <laughs> if you know i i i can't get into that mindset of a hockey player cuz clearly i'm not a hockey player uh but like you know what wh- what do you think like wh- what causes a team to come into a break hot and then br- br- trail off thankfully the flames aren't coming into this break hot at all so that's good maybe it'll be the opposite <laughs> maybe they'll come out of the break hot who knows uh what are your thoughts
0: yeah maybe that's got to be it like You just, like, barely crawl into the break, like, and then you come out hot and you just have to reverse it like that. I don't know. Uh, I wish I had an answer for that because the flyers do the exact same thing and it's so frustrating
1: what is and i could see like if you struggle for like the first couple games all right that makes sense because you know everybody's getting their legs back you know and some guys have been at the all-star game and that's not like really playing hockey you know you're hanging out with your buddies you're playing three on three it's a you know that's great but it just seems like yeah maybe two games but like six seven games that's kind of a long prolonged stretch to be like Man, do you guys remember a couple of weeks ago we were in you know, we were in Barbados. That was a oh, goal. Oh, my bad. Sorry. So anyway, right. I had the screen. It just seems like yeah, Calgary doesn't do well coming back from long break. So hopefully maybe not playing so well coming into the break will spur them being better coming out of the break.
0: Who knows? We can hope.
1: <laughs> yes, we can hope, but you know, alas, you and I can't, you know, make the flames win after a prolonged vacation. So maybe we can be the coach.
0: Maybe yeah. that's the okay. answer. That's it. We'll, we'll figure take it little
1: We'll be on the bench. You'll you, you'll be baking cookies. I'll be making uh impossible burgers. We'll have a great time. It'll be awesome. Oh, we have a game. Oh, sorry, our bad. What's happening? So uh, this will actually kind of transition into all. This is kind of we had some pretty good segues today. Um, so David Riddick makes the All Star team, which I think is well deserved. I mean, outside of his little three game blip, how many games has that guy lost? That you know they've had flames have only scored two or he's only given up two goals or calgary's only scored two or one so i think he's played great um which leads to again the prolonged break issue who do the flames start on saturday against ottawa it's an early afternoon game do you start riddick to keep him going or do you give cam talbot a run because talbot's going to sit for a very very long time and 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 his three game stretch before riddick got back at net was i cam talbot was amazing i mean we kind of joked not kind of joked about the fan poll last week was like hey do we have a goalie controversy no it's (laughs) great to have two goalies that play well because Talbot has been outstanding lately um so the fan poll says 78 percent say Cam Talbot should start over David Riddick and part of me is hoping that that's not being like yeah he's better but it's more like Coaching, like, hey, Talbot's going to be really rusty. He's going to get a ton of time off, and it's not like it's youth sports where you could be like, okay, you get thirty of the sixty minutes, and then you get thirty of the sixty minutes. Doesn't really work that way. So, what are you? Pretty awesome that they're both in the NHL and playing at a high level. So that's that. Uh, Over that break, we've got some things we're kind of working on. Um, We usually do a segment called "Ask Us Anything," and we try these a couple times a year. And inevitably, everything ends up being about hockey. Don't get me wrong; we love talking hockey, but also there's other things in life that we could talk about. So uh, if you guys have anything you want to ask us, uh, hit us up on Facebook, Matchsticks and Gasoline. Hit us up on Twitter at MatchsticksCGY. If you have any questions you want to ask us, I mean, they'll inevitably probably end up all being hockey related. But, you know, have some fun. We like to talk. We're actually pretty interesting people. If you could have been part of our chat last night, you would see that. So um, (laughs) just a quick recap. Uh, we talked about the Matthew Kachuk billboard. We recapped the Flames and Leafs. We talked about you can't go beat up other star players just because you're a jerk. Um, we rolled through the fan poll about Cam Talbot and versus David Riddick on Saturday. And maybe the Flames should just stop hiring coaches and stick with somebody. So uh, if you've got nothing else, Maddie, I think we'll uh, wrap it up here today. We good? I have an idea. Go for it.
0: Player coach Matthew Kachuk.
1: Oh, could you imagine? That would
0: be awesome.
1: <laughs> just I, wow. You win. That's it. We're done. All right. and that's with, all, folks. Maddie with the greatest coaching idea in the history of hockey. Matthew Kachuk, player coach. I love it. All righty. Well, that's going to do it here on the Tinder box for episode 18. Uh, I'm Mark. Maddie just had the. Maddie, you're in charge. You're the boss now. That's the greatest idea <laughs> in the history the of hockey you're done i'm out i quit maddie's the boss so if you liked what you just heard and you want to hear more of this nonsense please download our podcast on itunes spotify iheart radio and google podcast or wherever you find your favorite podcast just search up matchsticks and gasoline or the tinderbox i am mark that was maddie thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you next time on the tinderbox